Welcome to the Believe Again podcast. I am your host, Josh Robry, and after spending the last 10 years coaching and training pastors to start new churches through the Association of Related Churches, I wanted to bring a podcast to you this season uh, that's going to help you relaunch, rebrand, or revitalize your church. And I'm very excited today to talk with my good friend, Pastor Mark Poland of the Discover Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mark, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing fantastic, and I'm just glad to be a part of uh, this podcast episode and uh, share our journey a little bit, man. But it's good to see you, my brother. Well, you're my first uh, two-time guest, so you get the the back-to-back championship like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which I know you're a big fan of because they beat your Eagles last year. They did, and uh, the defensive coordinator uh, attends our church in the offseason. So, uh, of course, I love them. It's my second favorite team. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you on because you have such a unique story. And uh, really, your story is relaunching a relaunch. So uh, we've already had Jason Laird come on, who has talked about starting over completely. So starting one church, merging it, and then starting over. Uh, We're going to have lots of different examples of relaunches and different things people can experience. But I'm really honored to have you, excited to have you. And I think um, you have a great story to tell with relaunch launching a relaunch. So let's talk about uh, your first church before we get into all the great things that are happening uh, with the Discover Church now, because I know you guys are just blowing and going right now. But uh, take me back to, you know, what was it like planning the, the first church? Yeah, the uh, the first iteration of it, um, you know, being in corporate America, I knew that God had a dream in our heart to, to, to plant a church, but we didn't know anything about art. We didn't know anything about planting churches. And historically, again, based on my experience, I, like I, sh- I know how to start stuff. I know how to build things. And so I was super excited. And so uh, once we got the blessing uh, from our um, pastors, we actually helped launch a church in South Jersey. Um, I knew how to gather people. I knew how to connect people. I knew how to cast vision. And so, um, and I had a supernatural love for, um, for, for the city, Philadelphia. And so we went and, um, with, uh, I think we had $11,000. We, we, we had $11,000 and we had 27 people on our team and, and we ended up launching, uh, West Park Church in 2016. And it really took us three years to actually get the church to a hundred, 100 people. Um, but I never felt good about it. Um, we had, don't get me wrong, we had great people, but I never felt good about the church. We were in a very old building. Um, it did not have air conditioning <laughs> in it. So when it was in the summertime, it was it was hotter than fish grease, as, as we would say. And, no, I never heard that one. Yeah. And so what happened was uh, in January 2019, you know, as I'm kind of looking, trying to find like the silver bullet, if I'm honest with you, I was really, you know, trying to figure out like, what's the formula? Because we were doing everything spiritually. We're fasting, we're praying, we're doing everything. But um, it just really didn't reflect the church that I had in my heart. And so we started connecting with people um, like Wayne Francis, like Jimmy Rollins, like some of the other guys um, uh, that were a part of ARC. And they kept telling us about ARC. And, and so in January 2019, during 21 days of prayer and fasting, that's when I, I believe I heard God tell me to close it um, and start over. And I, I'm going to be honest, I was like, no way. Like, because I was more concerned about what people were going to think and think I was a terrible leader. Um, and then, um, and then in March, 
we got a notice from the school district saying they were closing all of that. Like that's how bad the school was that the school district said we're closing all of the schools, <laughs> and, and, you know, this summer. So that was my second confirmation that we needed to, to do something. And uh, I just remember um, I was in a meeting. I flew down. I'm actually, actually I met Pastor Dino um, in Nashville and he told me to come to Birmingham. And I remember sharing um, my story there and sharing my story with you. And I think it, it was at that moment that Michael Smith called you that same day and was like, Hey man, it, this guy's good. And so at that point, it was a point of desperation for me because I, I just wanted the training because I was like, man, like they have a process that work. Mark has a process to work. And so, so in 2019, we decided if we were approved by ARC, if they allow, if you guys, if ARC would allow us to go through the training, then, because I was pretty confident that, like I said, everything that we were doing spiritually, like we were locked in, we just needed some practical application. And so I said to myself, either ARC is going to approve us, or we're just not going to be church planners. And when you guys approved us, um, we felt like we had the formula that we needed to um, restart our church. So I remember when we got approved in May, we ran, you know, we, we did our service in, uh, we had a service in September and then we told everybody, Hey, we're closing this thing down. We're shutting this thing down and we're going to start over and, um, and, uh, launch our launch discover church in that following year. And, um, I felt like we discovered who we were and our church needed to reflect, um, what was happening in our lives and what was happening in the life of our church. And so we closed it down at that point in time. I had successfully grew it down to about 75 people. Um, most of them left and we and we just ran an art playbook and we built our team back up to about 75 adults. And um, in that five month period of time, we raised um, prior to launch, we raised about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. And um, and we had so much momentum and it, it was great. And then uh, and then we we went ahead and we actually moved literally just three miles. Like it's a short job. So we just moved uh, to a different building. The environment's beautiful. And um, and when we launched um, on March 1st, 2020, uh, we had uh, 450 people that showed up on launch Sunday. It was diverse, um, ethnically, uh, age, multi-generational. It really was the church of our dreams. And um, I know a lot of people thought that it, it was impossible for that to happen, particularly in the Northeast. Um, but we certainly prove, or actually God certainly proved that, uh, no, it's possible anywhere. So if you can do it here in Philadelphia, you can do it anywhere. Man. So that, that was our story, uh, leading into, uh, launching Discover Church. Well, I mean, that is amazing because you guys are in the city. Um, you're in Philadelphia, you're, you know, in the Northeast and people are like, well, the, our strategy doesn't, doesn't work there. Well, you know, it, it worked pretty good and, you know, uh, work, work well for Mark Poland at least. And, sure. um, I think, you know, a lot of times, um, people want to blame a plan when something, you know, doesn't work out, but really the plan only works when you work the plan, you know? And 100%. I think, uh, for a lot of people that are looking to revitalize and relaunch, you know, they're looking for, you, you use the term silver bullet, you know, what's the one thing that, that I need to do that's going to turn this thing around because I'm doing, um, so many things, right. And I think a lot of times when I think of that it comes to mind, the, the difference between an A and an A plus, 
you know, takes about as much work as the work that it took you to get from a D to an A, you know, and uh, it's like, hey, you're doing a lot of things right. But if you want this to be what you really got to do, I mean, it's going to take it's going to take you working the plan, not just a new plan. And, um, you know, one part of your story you mentioned there that was, um, you know, pretty radical is that you shut it down and you, you and I, you know, we talked to a lot of people. And, um, they have a a smaller congregation, you know, not less significant, but as far as like numerically, not as large and they want to relaunch. They want to see their church become more vibrant to reach more people. And so they say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to stop meeting. Um, but a lot of times that's, that's what needs to happen whenever you're going to do a hard reset like you guys did. Yeah. And so what gave you the confidence that that was the right thing? And how did you handle those conversations with people and the fallout of not having a Sunday service? Yeah, I think the I, here's what I would say to uh, people in, in, is this is that what we were doing wasn't working. And so and we had a little bit of money. We didn't spend it all. And so in the back of my mind, I always thought, I wonder if we spent. Now, again, it's $11,000. It probably, in the grand scheme of things, wouldn't have made any difference. But we were kind of reserved, and we didn't do it. And so, and we struggled. And so for us, I just, I just made a decision, or we just made a decision, that we would rather go all in and do what works, ride on the experience of ARC, and do everything that we can and push all of our chips in the table, on the table, on the center of the table, and just go for it. And the, and, and my thought was, I would rather just give everything that I possibly could and see that it works rather than hold back and try to struggle for the rest of our lives trying to lead this church. And so, yes, it was a big risk. Yes, it was uh, challenging. Yes, we had to answer some really hard questions, um, you know, and, and some of the questions are like, why are we starting over or why are we moving to another neighborhood? Why are we trying to be more diverse? Why are we at like so we had to answer all of those questions. And I was just honest with people and just said that, yes, we're doing all of those things. Yes, we're moving. Yes, we want to be more diverse. You know, we are relaunching because we want the church to reflect the life-giving culture that we've created or that's happening in our church. And it requires us to do some different things. Um, We shut everything down and we told people, we understand that Sundays will not look like this anymore. And, you know, if you need help to identify or find another church, we will help you because we've got connections in the city. Um, But, and, and we lost some people. Um, They did not understand why we were doing it. Um, we thought 100 people was the magic number. We got to 100, but we still struggled. We still struggled to, you know, be sustainable. Um, I, my wife and I were still working full time. Many of our team members were working full time. So it just wasn't working. And like I said, if I'm honest with you, um, I didn't really invite people to our church because it was it was I didn't like it. I didn't love it. I mean, I wasn't besides the it. preaching, you know, you didn't like it that much. Yeah, the preaching exactly. was great. And, and it was all because of the environment, the environment. We didn't know anything about lights and haze and environments and anything, you know, things like that. So it was pretty it was pretty tough. And um, and I can understand why people in our church didn't invite people. It just they were just fate. They were faithful people, which I'm grateful for. Um, but uh, man, that was it was a hard season for us, for sure. 
Well, we're, we're, you know, we might go into this a little bit more detail, but we did talk about it in great detail in the first podcast ever for the Believe Again yeah. podcast. Uh, you know, your story of, of launching your church leading into COVID, but you guys, like you said, got great momentum. Uh, you've raised a lot of money. You got a great team. Um, you launch and then COVID hits and you guys are not able to meet immediately, you know, <laughs> which is just awful. But I, I wanted to talk about that because I think what's happening, we're in 2024 uh, while we're recording this, and I'm still talking to pastors who got the wind knocked out of them, and they are hanging in there. You know, they they have not quit, but since COVID, you know, they they have still struggled to get back on track. And I know uh, delay has been part of your story. You know, sure. you started your church, and then if you just count that between coming to Ark, there is a delay. Then once you came to Ark, you actually delayed again pushing your the start of discover church back then you start and then it's like no i can't even meet there is a delay from that and then you're able to start meeting but you're not meeting back with the 450 people that were there before you're it's it's a whole new world and so you know help us walk through like what were you doing to to keep the vision alive in your heart you know what were you thinking about like hey we're gonna we're gonna have to relaunch this relaunch basically and and bring us through that process to where you are uh, today. Yeah, I think um, that was probably the hardest season of my life personally, um, because, you know, we had so much success. And I remember questioning God and asking God, like, why would you have these people trust me? Why would we have raise all this money? Why would we spend all this money, you know, for, for you to, to, to let this happen? And the biggest challenge is that because we launched on March 1st and everything shut down on March 12th, um, what happened for us is that we never really got the chance to dig roots with the people that came to church. And so it was like we had, it was almost like losing a baby. And I, and I hope that doesn't, you know, make, uh, you know, if anybody's lost one, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but that's what it felt like. We birthed something and it died. And so Pennsylvania kind of mirrored California. So it was like 16 months of, you know, not meeting. So a year and a half just about. And so when we reopen now, we don't have the momentum. We don't have the money and we don't have the people. And I mm-hmm. just remember begging and praying, God, please let us reopen with half the people from launch. Right. Why? Because we know the numbers. Right. And so when we reopened with 125 people at November of 2022, I was like, this is a death sentence. And um, because I knew what the attrition was going to look like. And I remember in um, 20, I'm sorry, we reopened in November, 2021. And then, and, and so we were just kind of get our legs under us. And then in 2022, our lowest number was 54 people. I remember that Sunday and I was like, I'm going to quit <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big difference. Again, when you don't have the money, you don't have the momentum, you don't have the people, but I'm stubborn. And I just will not quit. I got to I got to die before I quit. And so mm-hmm. we just kept, you know, so I just kept, and it was hard. It was hard for our team. And I just tried to do as much as I can to care for our team and serve our team and help our team and love our team and continue to tell them that, you know, what well, we've got a vision. We've got a mission. Um, there was a season where every chance I got, I would show the pictures of what Launch Sunday looked like because <laughs> in this huge auditorium, I would be like, look, look, I promise you, this is what God did. And eventually we're going to get back there. And so I you just would show that on Sunday morning. Oh, 100 percent. 
I would, I would include it in our messages. I would, you know, because I was trying to prove to people that, no, like we have something here. God's going to do something. And then I really just had to get over that and just move forward. And so 2022, 2023, again, those were just very, very hard years. And I felt like we just uh, relaying the foundation of who we, who we are and what I believe that God was doing in our heart. And, um, and so our, Giving started to uh, creep up. People started attending more. And um, and this year is the year that, like, so far in, in, in the first five weeks, six weeks of this year, not only um, has the momentum returned. Um, so we've done a couple of things to kind of create the momentum. And then and now, um, you know, we are so the momentum. Now we have, you know, we have resources now. And and we have people now, and it's really changed the dynamics of our church. And and so in the first six weeks, we've doubled, um, and we're expect, expecting a huge uh, turnout for Easter. And it feels like what it felt like on Launch Sunday. And I think when I got away from thinking about the number of people and started focusing on the environment, I felt like it started changing and started shifting. And it's just been amazing turnaround. Um, and, and I think part of creating the momentum is the timing of how things are happening. And I certainly can talk about that um, if you'd like me to. Yeah, you know, I'm just also wondering about, um, you know, we've talked every week, you know, yeah. since you launched, basically. And um, and we've been very fortunate enough for you to join the ARC team. You've been one of the greatest additions, you know, ever. And, right. uh, you know, we've become such good friends through working together. And, um, but I've, I've just heard the stories you've told, you know, and, and there's some real pain that is associated with not having people there. It's not about numbers. It's like, no, we may not do worship this weekend because there's not yeah. enough people there, which is some real things that people are dealing with that maybe they, they don't want to talk about. And people don't get on Instagram and talk about a Sunday where, yeah. you know, like, are we going to play YouTube this week or not? Yeah. And, um, so can can you go back to that pain point for just a second? Like what were some of those moments and how did you lead through that and, and keep going? Yeah, I think, um, I think it for us, for me personally, because I wanted to create this field, create this environment, I really kept tinkering with it. And, and for us, we, um, you know, and this will probably get me in trouble, but I want to help people. You know, we kept, hiring people or adding people and they were less like hired guns and they weren't a part of our culture. And so we never ever really created the environment and the momentum that, or excuse me, the, the environment that we wanted and the culture that we wanted because we didn't have people that were part of our community. And so we actually had to make a decision that we were no longer going to tolerate, you know, this type of behavior. And so we made a hard decision. Um, and we decided that we were not going to um, have uh, people come into our church that weren't a part of our church that would be leading the worship. And so um, so we made that decision. And that was also hard because now we're playing videos because I would prefer to um, be faithful to God and faithful to a standard. I would rather close knowing that I was faithful than to continue tinkering to keep messing this thing around and it'd be successful. And so we just played videos for from August to the end of December. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. It was difficult. 
I was watching our attendance numbers go like this. People were asking, what are we doing about worship? I was thinking, why do people want to come to church and get out of their bed and come home, you know, come to church? They can watch videos at home. So and you can't create that life giving environment with worship videos. I don't care what anybody says. And so just being and, and then I stopped it. There was, at this point, there's no strategy that we need to talk about anymore. And so I asked my team, my leadership team, I said, we're going to pray for three things. And I don't care about strategy. We're going to pray for three things. We're going to pray for people in our meetings. We're praying for people that God would send people to fill seats and fill slots. We got holes on our team. One of them was the worship director. We're going to pray for God's provision because we're going to have to pay for one. Right. And then finally, we need the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So every time we got together, we prayed that prayer. And I'm telling you, in October, God sent us a person that is unbelievable, that's honoring, that loves my wife and I, loves our church and loves our vision. They started on January the 1st, the first weekend in January. And then God sent another person. Um, He and his family came up to be a part of our church. And and now just recently, we've kind of commissioned him to run our Sunday, you know, services or run our Sunday experiences. And it from January 7th, to now our church has doubled. We will never look back on those days again, but we had to make some hard decisions. We had to fight through it. Um, And it's just been, you know, again, it's been a a long journey. It's been, you know, a lot of delays, a lot of, you know, hurt and pain, but we stuck with it and we trusted God and those things are happening. So I encourage, you know, anyone just to, you know, make sure you have a plan and, and, and some standards that God has given you. And hold fast to them because the moment that we let go and I said, I'm not going to do it. And I, I tried to model. I tried to worship to those videos as hard as I could. I wanted to model it. But, man, it was hard. And uh, what a difference um, spirit filled people make, man. It, it, it changes the game. And I just thank God for it. man. Well, you know, a lot of people talk about culture, but you made the tough choice that, hey, we might close the doors over culture and I uh, have so much respect for you for choosing that. And I think, you know, what I think about your story is that a lot of times we give what we allow, what we ask for. Yeah. And if we say, hey, we're willing to settle for this, well, that's what you get. But yeah. if you say, hey, I'm not willing to settle for this, even though it's going to cost me something, eventually you'll get it. And uh, yeah. you guys got that. And I'm, you know, so happy for you to be experiencing this new season and then I was thinking, man, you're really giving us a good uh, four prayer points for people who want to relaunch. And that is, hey, four things you need to pray for. You need to pray for the seats to be filled with new people, slots to be filled with leaders, the uh, provision of God for what we need to do, and the presence of God to get it done. So we got uh, two S's and two P's. I love it. And uh, yeah, and we're gonna choose. We're gonna choose character and um, and culture over. I don't know. I need two more performance, seats. Man. Performance, man. Performance. Yeah. And one performance of the things that my wife would say to me, because we were asking, you know, she would say, it's, it's hard for you. It's hard for people to do what's not already in them. And, you know, I didn't want to hear it at the time, but she was right. And let me just say this. It's, I'm having so much fun now. I'm enjoying it so much. I love being around our team. It's the best feeling in the world, man, just to, just to see it working. It's, it's incredible, man. And this year alone, again, in the first six weeks, um, may not be a lot for anyone, but it's a lot for us. 73 people have made decisions for Christ so far this year. That's amazing. Like God is doing something in the Philadelphia region. 
Well, praise God. I'm so excited for you. And I think that's a great point for us to end this conversation. Um, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your wisdom, uh, your friendship, your story. I know it's going to inspire so many people. And I know we're going to have you on another episode as well. So thank you so much. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Visit Planner. Visit Planner helps your church reach new people and help them plan visits by using strategic digital ads that will target people in your area that are looking for a new church and help you connect with them. Uh, They are run by amazing people who have a heart for the kingdom of God and want to help you. Go check them out at visitplanner.church. We're very grateful to work with them. We think they're a perfect fit uh, for what we're trying to do, uh, which is to help people revitalize, rebrand, and relaunch. They can help you do that. And if you're looking for some coaching, consulting, uh, someone to come alongside you and help you for a season to get your church back on track, I'd love to help you. Um, I've been I've had the chance to do that the last few years with people reaching out asking for that. And now I want to make it available to more people. And everyone I meet with, I always bring in Mark Poland at least once. Uh, to share his story and what he's done. Um, he's always a great help. We have another person we bring in to help with fundraising. So if you're interested in getting some coaching and finding out more about that, I'd love to meet with you for free. Uh, see if we're a good fit. And you can email me at josh at believeagain.co. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I can't wait for you to be with us next time. Until then, keep believing and leading strong. <laughs>